Welcome to Emotionally Healthy Legacy. My name is Elizabeth and I am a mom of three boys. My goal here is to educate you intentional ways that you can become an emotionally healthy mom. Ways that you can break destructive patterns that have been happening for years and how you can leave an emotionally healthy legacy with your children. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome back to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about how we can help our children organize their feelings. And I remember listening to another podcast a while back, and it was so eye-opening to me that helped me see things from a different perspective with children and emotions and helping them through them. So the example the lady gave in there, she's like, imagine you have, you know, your two-year-old and they were playing with a balloon and the balloon popped and now they're crying and they're, you know, disappointed and upset about it. What do we normally do? Typically, we're like, oh, honey, that's okay. It's no big deal. We're going to get you another one. Um, and we just kind of try to push them out of that feeling. But if you think about it, children are experiencing all these big, strong, and powerful emotions for the first times. Like when you think of your nine-month-old or a one-year-old, they're experiencing a lot of feelings for the first time. Feeling frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, feeling angry experiencing loss, like experiencing disappointment. And how in the world are they supposed to know how to maternally handle those feelings? Yet, somehow we have an expectation of our children to maturely handle those hard emotions in a way that will not negatively come out. What I mean by that is like we expect them to say, oh, mom, I'm so disappointed that my balloon popped and I'm really, really sad. Like a two-year-old is not going to say that. Their brain is not developed yet to be able to say that. And on top of that, they're experiencing these emotions and feelings for the first time. And so like when they lost a balloon, that's they're experiencing loss and oftentimes we're trying to just push them out of it instead of coming alongside them and saying things like okay oh honey you lost your balloon you really liked playing with that that was such a fun balloon and now you're feeling so sad and disappointed because the child is feeling these emotions They don't know what they are. I'm talking about little kids. They don't know the name of those emotions. And when we try, when we empathize and put ourselves in their shoes, we can feel what they would be feeling. And then we can help them label those emotions and feelings. And I also want you to like realize that your child, as they're growing, they're going to be experiencing anger and bitterness and overwhelm and anxiety and fear. And all of those are super challenging feelings that we just somehow expect them to be able to manage and figure out on their own. 
Oftentimes, we as adults don't know how to handle those feelings well, yet we expect an immature child to handle those feelings well. Do you see that, like, the logic in this, how it's, like, so messed up? So little ones, they need us to help them understand what they're feeling. And when we are sitting with them in that feeling, yeah, we can't do it every time, obviously, because life happens. But when we have that moment to get down on their level, to empathize with them, to validate what they're feeling and help them label what they're feeling, it helps them feel safe. And when a human brain feels safe, that emotion and feeling can pay past quicker. So that emotion is still going to be there. But when someone is there next with that, next to us in that feeling, it helps us feel safe and that feeling passes quicker. Like think of yourself. There are times in your life when you were feeling super disappointed about something or angry or upset or stressed or overwhelmed or bitter or resentful and just having someone and just having someone like a safe person in your life it could be your mom it could be your sister it could be your friend someone who can literally just physically be there next to you even though that's a problem they cannot fix or solve but having that safe person next to you while you are experiencing that challenging emotion can be so helpful. If you ever experienced any sort of loss in your life and you were grieving that loss and you were very sad, you were very disappointed, you were very discouraged, having someone sit next to you, not even say anything, let's say they can't fix that problem at all, but having someone be with you in that challenging, hard feeling kind of takes the power of that overwhelm away and you just feel better and that feeling passes quicker than when you're trying to deal with that challenging feeling all on your own. And also, like, we need to realize we cannot expect children who are immature, whose brains don't develop fully till their mid-20s, that prefrontal cortex, that part of the brain that is the thinking brain, the mature, logical part of the brain that helps them make positive choices, does not get developed till their mid-20s. Now, we can help them and, you know, exercise that part of the brain as they're developing, but it it's not fully matured until mid-20s. So we cannot expect the little ones to be reacting or responding in a positive way when they're having a hard, challenging emotion. It honestly is so unrealistic. And we put these unrealistic high standards for our children instead of seeing them ones that need our support and need our help with those hard and challenging feelings. When we try to push our child out of a feeling like that they are experiencing a challenging emotion, like feeling the loss and grief of, let's say, a balloon, for example, that child feels unheard, misunderstood, and they don't know how to feel safe later on with that feeling. That feeling becomes very discomfortable for them 
uncomfortable. And so later on, when they experience it in their life, they feel like they have to push that feeling away. And when we try to push feelings away and stuff them down, if you remember in like early, early episodes, it affects us in negative ways. It will cause us to come out come out in negative behaviors. It will also, for us adults, if we try to stuff challenging emotions down, it's going to come out in negative ways later on. It could come out in our behavior. It could also come out in our health problems because we're ignoring challenging feelings and not processing them and not letting go. It also can create lots of mental problems like depression and anxiety because we're not letting those feelings out of our body. We're just suppressing them. So one of the things that I want you to get out of this today is learning co-regulation. So co-regulation is being with someone like your child in a hard moment and staying regulated and offering that regulation to your child. When you do that, their brain feels safe and they're able to calm down. What I mean by that, so if they are frustrated, if they are overwhelmed, if your child is angry, if they're disappointed, if they're sad, if you you are able to learn to be able to empathize what they feel without getting sucked into that emotion and without it affecting you in a negative way. And as we practice that and as we learn how to do that, we're able to stay calm even when our child is dysregulated. So when someone is experiencing negative emotion, they're dysregulated, they are in their emotional or survival part of the brain. If it's coming out in more like verbal um negative behavior, it's emotional. If it's coming up more in a physical negative behavior, it's survival part of the brain. If we stay calm, if we stay regulated, which for us, for me, that includes deep breathing, it includes mindset shift, thinking differently about the situation in my child, that they're struggling, that they need help instead of punishment. And saying like positive affirmations to myself, I've got this, I can do this, I can handle this, and saying a prayer, those things help my brain stay safe in the moment, feel safe, and then I stay more regulated. When I do that, I am able to stay more calm in the situation. When I'm staying more calm in the situation, I can help my child co-regulate their challenging feelings and to calm down. If you're a mom that struggles with handling her challenging emotions in a healthy way, listen up. I got a tool for you. If you go in the show notes of this podcast, you will see a link where you can sign up for a five-day free mini course. And in that mini course, you get to learn actual practical things that you can do in the moment and outside of the moment to be more patient and calm so you're not as overwhelmed so you're not a stress and actual ways to learn to de-stress yourself and calm your nervous system down. How often do we hear that we shouldn't react, we should respond? And the problem is, well, how? 
In the moment, I don't know how because I'm so overwhelmed and so triggered. In this mini course, you get to learn the how. I am so excited that I have these skills that I can share with you. So go in the show notes, click on the link, enter your email, and then you can start the five-day free mini course. Have you ever been in an incident, like in a situation, let's say your spouse, I don't know, maybe like somebody else, when you have been feeling this intense big feeling and that safe person who was next to you had a calm energy and was able to stay calm in the situation and almost kind of like transferred on you and you were able to calm down, well, that's co-regulation. It doesn't work as great with adults, but it works better with children because their brain needs to feel safe in order to regulate from the emotional part of the brain, from the survival to the emotional to the thinking part of the brain. They need to feel safe. And if you stay regulated and you don't say any threatening things, It helps their brain to stay safe and it helps them stay regulated and pass that feeling. And you're also allowing them to feel what they feel without suppressing it. You can empathize with them. You can validate it. And you can allow that feeling to be present without suppressing it. And when we validate the feeling, when we empathize with them that helps them organize and understand what they're feeling and that also allows them to learn the skill later on in life that this feeling is uncomfortable but it's okay it's a safe feeling and i'm allowed to feel that feeling and when we allow those feelings to come through us and pass through us without suppressing them That's how they get out of our system and they don't get stuck inside of us. And that is part of being an emotionally healthy individual, learning how to feel those feelings that are uncomfortable and staying safe. And our children learn that is by us modeling that to them and being with them in those challenging emotions without suppressing them and forcing them to stop. Now, I don't have all this figured out myself. I'm still on this journey. I'm still learning. There's so much that goes into learning to regulate your own emotions and regulating your helping your child regulate their challenging emotions. I'm practicing this every single day because my kids have big emotions. They do, and I am also a very sensitive person that I recently learned about myself, I can easily get overwhelmed with other people's feelings and emotions because I'm so empathetic and like realizing that and also learning that about myself and that I need to take extra care of myself. That's why I feel so maybe physically and emotionally and mentally drained at the end of the day because dealing with my children's emotions and my own feelings, it takes a lot of energy out of you. It just does. And I'm still learning how to regulate and manage that. And so this is like a lifelong learning curve that I feel like To me, this is valuable enough. I think it's important enough because I see the value and the impact of this later on in life. If I teach my children right now at this young age how to regulate their challenging emotions in a 
healthy way, how to process those feelings in a healthy way. I am setting them up for success later on in life. How to communicate your hard emotions. I mean, think about it. We all know, maybe we are even in a relationship with people in our lives that are adults who don't know how to handle their hard emotions well, that it comes out in destructive ways or they shut down and affects their health and then you don't have that intimacy, emotional connection with them because they don't communicate any of it. They just expect you to figure out what they're feeling without them telling you. Anyways, that is so unrealistic. In real life, people that don't know how to manage their emotions well in their marriages and other relationships as adults, it can cause a lot of damage. And I feel like why this is so important to me is learning it myself, learning how to manage my challenging feelings well, and then teaching that to my children. I am teaching them life skills that I feel like are so important later on in life. No, not everybody's going to care about their feelings like I do. And that's okay because that's the world and that's how things are. But I'm also creating a safe relationship with them that they know that I am a safe person they can come to when they are having a hard time, When who they can share with, who's going to be empathetic and understanding and who's going to be there with them during that hard time. And also when they grow up and become adults and they become fathers and they become husbands, I mean, imagine if your spouse was empathetic and was able to validate your feelings, if they were understanding, if they helped you feel heard, like how much greater would your relationship be with them? How much? Probably better than it is now. If your spouse was able to communicate with you, hey, I feel really overwhelmed right now and frustrated. I need to take some alone time and I need some space to process my feelings. If they were able to do that instead of yelling and screaming and (laughs) expressing it in negative ways, how much more helpful would that be? So much more helpful. And that's what I want to do for my kids. That's the skills I'm trying to teach them to learn to regulate their emotions in a healthy way to communicate when they need some space. Do take that space and then in that space, regulate themselves. Yes, in the beginning, they need me to help them with that. But as they get older and as they practice feeling that feeling that's uncomfortable without suppressing it, they will be able to regulate themselves without my help. And that is my goal. That is my goal with my kids. And I want them to have good relationship with people as they grow older, especially with their future spouses. One of my things that I really want is when my kids get married, for their future wife to come to me and say, thank you. Thank you for teaching these things to your sons. Thank you that, you know, your son is doing this and this, that you modeled that for them, that you raised them in this way. I want to be that mother-in-law where my future daughter-in-laws can come to me and say that. Now, I can't have it all together. No, I don't have everything figured out, but I am trying my best. And I know that for me personally, Emotional wellness and regulating emotions is way more important than having my kids play sports. That's just me. 
that's where I my priorities are. Their emotional wellness and their spiritual wellness and their mental wellness, I feel like is way more important than them playing a sport. I'm not saying sports are not good. They are. But I feel like for me and in my life, I prioritize emotional wellness and regulating emotions way above my children playing an activity or a sport. And I don't have time for everything. So I ordered this book. It's called Anger Management on Amazon. And it's for children. And it's teaching them about how anger feels in your body and how to manage it in a healthy way so you don't say hurtful things or do hurtful things. And I started doing that with my oldest son because even though I'm teaching him all these things and all these skills, he still really, really struggles with some of his anger outbursts. And the biggest trigger for him is when he feels that something is not going his way, that he can't control a situation or a person. He feels out of control and that triggers his anger like severely. And oftentimes it comes out in destructive ways so fast before I can even help him in the moment. And I'm not okay with it. So I feel like I want to do more into teaching him how to manage that challenging emotion because what I am doing, it is helpful, but I feel like he needs more. Okay, well, I'm investing my time, my evening time with him half an hour at least every day after the other ones go to bed where we go through that book and we do the assignments and fill them out. Now, if my child was playing a sport four times a week, I would not have the time or energy to put into this. So for me right now, I prioritize these things and emotional wellness above an activity and a sport because I think it's an important skill for him later on in life. So you figure out for yourself, what are things important to you? I feel like for me, with my children, this is really important and valuable, and I'm teaching them life skills that will benefit them, the relationships they have with their future spouse and with their children. And it all starts with me. I have to be doing something different myself, prioritizing these things, learning how to do it myself and not just say it without modeling it. All right, ladies, what I want you to get out of this podcast to remember that when our little ones are experiencing big feelings and emotions, they are experiencing them for the first times. They don't know how to regulate themselves and they won't know unless we co-regulate with them and teach them how to do it. If we allow them to feel that feeling and we are with them in that moment, it helps their brain to feel safe. And when their brain feels safe, it helps them pass that feeling quicker and they feel less overwhelmed by that emotion. Also, it teaches them that that emotion can be safe even though it's uncomfortable. When we help them label what they feel, it helps them learn the vocabulary of the words that they can use later on in life to express what they're feeling. And also, what do you value in life? Do you think this is important skill for your kids to learn? And if you think so, okay, what are you going to do about it? What is it that you're going to do to help your children learn to manage and control their challenging emotions in a healthy way.
If you want to learn more, let me know and reach out to me. I'd love to get in contact with you. I'd love to hear from you. Anyways, ladies, you have a wonderful day. Bye.